coming live and direct. <laughs> and welcome to the Kuya Chris and Friends <laughs> podcast. I like that. Who did you say you were? I am the bonafide abstract, abstract, abstract. And where are you on right now? I'm on Koo 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 Your Chris and Friends. I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that just for an intro, bro. Yeah, you just made it. You just immortalized yourself, man. So welcome. Please do me a favor. You got the guitar in your hand. Everything's rolling. Please. Bless the mic, my my, my, my microphone, and uh, do do a little thing for us. Last minute, putting in the memory card into my recorder over here, just so we have a direct, clean little recording. Does the vibration on my phone affect the music? Maybe I should. Put it, put it to sad. We have Bonafide Abstract, Kevin Lorenzana. You Yo, were in up? the very first relaunch episode, but this is now a redo of the relaunch. Now that we have better recording equipment, you ain't buzzing, cutting my hair anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you just did actually. Shout out. Yo, Look shout at my out. clean cuts right now. Yes. Uh, this is always happy to help, man. Bonafide Abstract, also at Blessed with Clip Hands on Instagram. What up? But now he's going to sing for us a little bit. So please. Bless the mic. Hiroshima's and now we gotta heal this cultural world that means ya Listen to what they feed your social media Let me invite you to the life I live They see me as an isolated Asian whiz kid While they marginalize my Filipino narrative So I take out my pen, let me begin I came to win, battle us, it's a sin So free your mind, your body And your soul Cause it, yo, verse 2, verse 2, uh, uh Dialogue, journal writing is the process of decolonizing We bug the nong, the nong Grandpa, why you drinking and playing mahjong? Affirmative action with people who look like me Questioning the hegemonic chronic community That we must emancipate, create a safe place To embrace and retrace what history has made We will not be displaced to replace my barrio With coffee shops and parking lots We need to know who we are to heal the scar Because as a people, we made it this far So, free 
carry your mind, your body, and your soul. Yeah, yeah, uh. It's the bonafide abstract about to attack any words of oppression. I'm a lyrical impression of a history lesson. Even if you got your hands up to still shoot the Smith and Wesson. Count your blessings and count your wrongs. That's why I say these struggles all up in these songs. They colonize the Incas, colonize the Lumas, colonize the indigenous people of the earth by African slaves who determined their worth. And now I got dead hashtags all up in my shirt. So your mind, your body, and your soul, soul, yeah, yeah, free your mind, your body, and your soul, soul, yeah, yeah, killed it, Yo. hey. right on, hey, damn, mm-hmm. son, Oh, it's the first. Shit. I, I felt good. That felt good letting out, Dog, man. Singer and rapper. Right on. Right ethnic on. Ethnic studies. Bro, that's both bro, of us, man. Skyline College rep, man. Skyline College, baby. That's the Alameder. That's the like community <laughs> college life, son. That's where you got that heart. Dude, thank you, bro. Dog, I mean, you, you got mm, another one? Another one. What you mm, got for us? Another one? Okay. Or are you going to rap? Or on freestyle? We're gonna, or another guitar? This is a cipher togetherness. We're okay. Gonna Okay. We're gonna invoke a spirit right now. Uh, shouts out to all the Bubailans out mm. there, all the student organizers, activists. You know, moving through the spirit, human experience, man. Reading good books. You know, staying on the tip of things, just staying ready and organized to just be a comrade, man. Not only just that, but to share good love, laughter, joy, and happiness, baby. That's the pillars the three pillars mm. to kill oppression baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought you said three pillars of tequila, oh, tequila. I, like, I love tequila latinos of asia baby hey latinos of, <laughs> latinos of asia shout out to that new book that mm. i've not read yet but sounds dope all right so okay so you just invoke the spirits of the good vibes here it, is, here it is okay for us yo yo we gotta feel it we gotta feel it
just never take it too slow Cause I wanna say I got so many visions that I wanna manifest today See I see a better world, see I see myself in a sea of boys and girls Who just wanna play with one another, no judging But damn, people are never rushing, they're taking their time a little too slow But maybe we should just put on a show and get on stage and share our life I'll be right on Thursday on the open mic Yeah, that's right, I'ma share my thoughts This is just us Look at the shit that I bought It's thrifted, this shit is cheap Cause I ain't trying to be a capitalistic pig But, hey, I ain't gonna judge y'all But maybe we can do this better for us all See the people grind while the people trying to live the rural life And everything they give is love Trying to support the family And it's not even about the salary It's if you got food on the plate People over here trying to debate the wrong target The wrong issue But really though people out here in America saying that they miss you Cause we got immigrant bands, man What's going with the wrong hands? Putting blood on the sand I'm just gonna put my privileged man away And say, I love you today uh. It's the bonafide abstract Who your Christian friends in this? Oh no, take that out, take that out, take that out Oh shoot, sorry, sorry, sorry In this beach In this beach of life say, In this beach we just wanna go and ride on top of the waves hey. And go see He didn't say a bad word, no He said beach Let's just play in the sand Come on and take my beautiful brown hand And we can go, 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 go Okay, 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 that was a good warm up <laughs> I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw you a beat. Oh, throw the beats, throw the beats, throw the man. Beat. We just having fun with it, man. You know, I know we vibed <laughs> off this one, and this had a bounce. All right, <laughs> shout out to Lotso, cause we got ourselves a senorita. Ooh. Oh, and play. Where's the play? Play. What are we gonna do today? Day. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay, okay. Go hit it, bro. Go. Hey, little senorita. Senorita. Little senorita. Senorita. Uh. Been looking at the way your bodies move on the floor. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe I can take you out right out the front door and back into my car. We just go around. I can stay, I can stay, my Toyota Corolla can drive for days. Hit it, uh, my baby girl. Come on, let's show the world what love can look like. Damn, me, I just wanna kick you to the Philippines, make you my beautiful brown queen. That's right, 
on the bonafide Gotta catch the wave, gotta catch the wave Cause I'm about to campaign today It's on social media, on Facebook It just takes you with one look Gotta click and donate Because we going from grassroots You know what I'ma do Taking from the hook, from the verse hit Oh my gosh, I'm on this lyrical tip I know I smoke, but ain't no joke Because I'm about to get that love to provoke Provoke, that's the wrong word But it's cool, we just rapping Chilling with the crew out here passing it back to Chris, let's go. Let's go, let's go. Oh, ah, we're Filipinos. We find Asia, but we like the Latinos. And everybody knows we brown and chinky. But I just wanna make you play with my toy, Slinky. I'ma be like Bruno Mars. Everything in the air, Pinky. I'm just saving my money. That was Senorita. Let's call Shout out to JT. Let's do a shout out to a Filipino American producer down from LA, Nick Pachole. Nick Pachole. I think you have to start this one off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yo. Yo. Momentum. I'm reading books from left to right. Call me Abadextro on this missile flight on the Intel White. What, what am I saying? Just letting the music blow me away One love Check this out, bout to bring it back On the bonafide abstract I'm about to attack I'm sorry if I use words and verses From my last verse But I'm about to hear About to give you another Check it About to hit the rhyme I'ma say it like one more time I don't go out chasing dimes but I'm writing my raps, saying the real Because I'm just trying to express how I feel Check it, I'm a young brown gifted And if I stay elevated, I might shift it You could be right to left minded But really you gotta find identity and find it Cause you gotta rewind it, take it back And I'm just cruising on this beautiful track One love One love, one love, one love just one love, one love, one love. When the love in this world, how come we're fighting all the goddamn time? Everybody shooting, trying to find them right just to make sense of it all. What the fuck? Everybody idolizing those who ball. Everybody thinking it's all about them shots, the rings, all the blings. Everybody wanna try and get another ring. LeBron, this is the king. Well, everybody else suffering on the third world tip. Hey, I ain't that motherfucker that's rich, but I will one day get the cash, get the flow, just so I can bring it back to all my people who be struggling. I ain't mumbling, cause my rap is all 
track, I'm just hustling To get all my lyrical verses right on the top I'll be another motherfucker that will never stop on this Written, I'm spitting, everybody a kitten A pussy, I'm getting loose My, don't you lose me Don't ever abuse me, dog. Yeah, that's my respect I'm all about the uh, Pass it off Pass it off in solidarity I'm trying to read books so my mind could be out clarity uh. Yeah, out here Young brown man with flat nose with a poncho via beard Check it, I don't give beard. a damn But I know the white man colonized the brown sand Cause we out here militant, radical people Human rights activists, we trying to make it equal Man, fuck uh. the movies, try to make me another sequel Motherfucker, I'm a real MC Popping pioneer like I'm within me It's in my veins In my DNA Kendrick Lamar In my brain So we out here Going insane Passing it back To my homie Who's rapping the game Doing more things Doing things To bring upwards Mobility We trying to stay Not filthy But we if we do Stay filthy With the people With the indigenous youth Cause of We living out the truth So I pass it I pass it I keep it going Go Chris, let's go. You need some melody up in this beach. Let me speak. I just wanna go and reach my goals. My goals. This is Nick Pacholi. Let me say I'm trying to get that rolly on the wrist. Nah, I'm just trying to be another bitch. Cause I was always hating, navigating. Let me give some truth. This is me just stating. Sometimes I cuss. I don't really mean it that much. I do not want to offend. But maybe this is how the road bends. Let me try to end my verse. And a little bit of that holy church. Maybe I can find another reason, another perp, another treason for us to get onto the top of the church. Mm. It's kind of messy. But I just wanna be like the football king Messi This is part of my dream But I do not want to lose my way tonight I just wanna tell you I do not want to go and fight But if you roll that way Maybe I will say I'ma hit you with a choke Cause I can fuck it up all day I'ma say, I'ma say my mumble Damn, everybody looking like a monkey in the jungle Swimming from a tree to a branch Everybody on the limbs of another man's lanch Lanch, I just losing my way I just pass it off yeah, pass it Abstract. up, slow it down Got Make it, it all roll around Like we cooking verses Like a bacon powder soda Nah, we ain't doing nothing Witness me, Jehovah Oh, just kidding But I'm out here getting Trying to campaign So I could put institutionalized oppression away Oh my gosh, we living for another day We know how to hustle Keep grinding in the struggle The beauty is a struggle for the people People make it cool. I'm out here chilling. You could see me as another brown youth. Put my hands back, put my beanie flat back, put my brown pants up, sag, but don't know, don't oh ooh, sorry, I messed up there, but it's okay. Five last one. Let's do one last. <laughs> all right, last, last one. one last one last. Ooh, I stumbled oh. a little bit there. It's okay. But it's this all is... good. It's part of the flow. We, 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 ooh, mean, it's practice. Mm, it's practice. It's practice. practice we got that was shout out to Nick Pacholi. 
Pacoli, I think it's Pacoli, P-A-C-O-L-I. Mm-hmm. He works with this guy named Jamie Boy Music, mm. um, who's also another Filipino. And this Nick Pacoli is under um, Rose, Roseville Music Group. It's all connections, who's man. A Fili- who's run by Illmind, a Filipino. Dude. One legacy love. shout out legacy baby filipinos in hip-hop man that's for real ace on the beat. this is ace beats called the world is yours mm. i want you to start it my guest dog all you this is just two minutes all you come on all me all right, all, right, all, right. All, you. Mm. all you yeah hip-hop here it is once that beat yeah. once that beat gets on in it's the bonafide abstract Keep it complex With an SF giant's cap Walking in the streets Hidden saying what's up to my peeps In the Muni streets We out here rapping to the real beats I'm out here trying to give it all I got Man we only got one shot And that's to live And that's to organize and give Yeah, yeah I got my family on my back Cool your Chris And I'm giving him a nice haircut Giving him a nice haircut And also everybody in the community We out here trying to be ourselves Not looking into materialistic wealth But we looking for that cultural wealth That thing that keeps us connected Stay intersected, integrate with different communities Please don't try to discriminate me Because ethnic studies needs more Needs more love it needs more representation Cause I'm out here on my destination To be with the people in the bottom So they could all live at the top Living at the bottom, still up at the top Uh, yeah, yeah Living in the bottom, still up in the top Still yeah. up in the top, still yeah. up in the top Yo, my grandma, she came from the province And I'm glad that I seen her since but this is what I gotta say My family deserves a better way Living back in the Philippines They over here trying to see the American dreams But the dream is not an illusion People think it only transfers Oh, nah, I think the spirit went down But it's cool, we gon' keep it up, keep it up Keep it up, keep it up, keep, keep it, it up, keep, keep it, it up. up We out here freestyling Never wallin', never wallin', never lying. <laughs> See, I put my truth into raps. That's how I attack, but I never fight. I always defend what is wrong, know what is right. Let me try to write every night. I put my thoughts onto paper. The pen is my lightsaber as I try to be a lifesaver for the others in life who need the little help. Damn, I need a wife, but not just yet, because <laughs> I don't believe in marriage. <laughs> Playing, woo! Ooh, man, this was good this session, fun, man. Right on, right thank on. You, thank you, thank you for blessing the mic. Thank you for coming on. Right on, man. This was fun, dude. This yes, is, this is just the beginning. I feel like I ran. I feel like I, I did Ooh. like a, a a lap around the track with that, man. And that right was on. for giving people the opportunity to do this, man. Share their stories. Um. I can't wait to see what else you're going to do next in store, man. Just keep it up, bro. Keep it up. We ain't even done yet, dog. Oh, we ain't even done yet? Oh, <laughs> we damn. We ain't even started. I thought that was a closure or no, something. Oh, okay. first off, man. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> you haven't even shared your story, dog. Oh, That's right the whole reason down. why we're here. <laughs> so could you tell me? Well, uh, we do a speed round. All right. Mm, All okay. these are speed questions and speed answers. All right. What's your name? My name is Kevin Lorenzana. How old are you? I am 22. Oh, where were you born? I was born in San Francisco, Califa. Califa. Okay. And then where did you go to school? Elementary um, to Elementary. High I went to Jose Ortega Lakeview in the Lakeview. Beautiful streets. Beautiful view. Um, middle school. I went to uh westboro middle school moved out there in south city shouts out the south, south city, city. Uh, and then industrial i went to industrial city mm-hmm, industrial city and then i went to south san francisco mm. and then skyline college and city college and then next semester where are you headed to i'm going to ucla what is your major my major is asian m asian american studies uh, are you, what is your ethnic identifier? My ethnic identifier is Filipino American. And so both your parents are Filipino? Both my parents are Filipino. Uh, my dad's from Central Luzon. My mama is from Visayas region, Aklan, to be specific. Dope. And uh, so I know that you um, are a barber. Yes. What are your creative outlets? What do you like? I know you just rap for us. What else do you like to do? Um, I also like to draw. I like to write whatever that's on my mind with creative writing, like poetry, spoken word. I like to play guitar and just sing whatever that's on my mind. Um, and I also like to honestly just have good conversations and ideas about life and everything that we're learning today cool thanks for the little speed roundy thank you thank could you. you do me a favor mm. and tell me a little bit about that first piece that you performed what's the story behind that give me some context of the verses jump off that okay so um coming back to skyline um after taking one year break from school wanting to go to the military i decided from the help of a few people my girlfriend gabrielle and lim and shout out my shout out shout out and just to all the homies that were telling me to honestly stay but what really spoke to me was when my my girlfriend told me like you didn't even try school yet you dropped off for first you dropped out for a semester but you took a break and just worked at Bonchon maybe and you wanted to go to the military you didn't want to do infantry you wanted to be a medic right so maybe take some classes at Skyline and after um hanging out with her to go to friendship games I really wanted to be involved in the Filipino community at Skyline which I never knew we had but shouts out to Liza Erpello and all the other folks under KOC um they inspired me to not be a physical therapist shout uh, no not to you know hate on the people in the hate. medical career and medical field because one love to y'all mm. saving lives but i my i was brought brought up to be a nurse brought up to either be a nurse or be in the military but now i want to pursue ethnic studies focusing on filipino studies and uh those verses that um go with um my life i just read books from uh, the KLC community and um, being involved in um, organizations like LIA 
and uh, just stopping by time to time at the FCC and just colliding all my past and the new things I've learned into something that I'm passionate for. And I made this song for Rod's sociology class for mm. Filipino issues and community, social issues and community. It's a sociology class. And one of our projects was to uh, a decolonization projects through a creative outlet. So what you were saying, and it was through, um, the gift of music that I brought this out and what really speaks to me is free your mind, your body and your soul. Um, I left out one verse out of there. So it was keep your roots gold, but mm. free your mind, your body and your soul. I think that with that saying for me, I live by just living this life, knowing that, you know, you help somebody uh, free themselves in any type of identity issue, um, especially with the Filipino community with colonial mentality and all these other things before knowing about your culture. I think that that's an important thing to believe in is to just free your mind, your body and your soul. Stop feeling inferior, you know, stop feeling uh, like there's a hierarchical type of boundary amongst people because you got to believe that you are educated, you are loved, and you have to love yourself. Ah, wisdom. But thank question, you, you. that was coming up when you were speaking about you got to believe that you are not inferior or anything. Mm. Like, how come you say that? Did you ever feel inferior? or? I used to feel inferior amongst uh, myself. I was always uh, on the real tip. Um I'm glad that I could express this openly now because it is a learning lesson for other people. I used to feel inferior about uh, my academia in terms mm. of, you know, I was like always, I felt myself that I brought up this identity as some type of uh, at-risk youth or something. Like administration in high school didn't really believe in me because um, I I was just influenced by you know, I wouldn't say the wrong crowd, but with, I was influenced with just the streets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I was, all, I didn't even get to take my SATs because they just gave up on me or I just didn't even try. And I was known to be called like the dumb one, the stupid one. When internally that affected me, but I shouldn't keep it butt hurt, but yeah. it, Ooh, man. It has an is, effect on It has an effect the on the inferiority you process, yeah. you know? And also with my skin being brown, I felt inferior before. I felt like uh I'm I'm lower class, you know what I mean? And before knowing about Fil Fil like everything about being Filipino and the classes, like that was colonial mentality subconsciously. And I'm still going through that, but I'm still learning about how Believing in yourself and having confidence exudes uh, what you want to be and your purpose in life. You know what I mean? Why do you think you felt inferior being brown? Do you remember any moments or any like experiences why that became like the case? Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of trippy, like hearing that, mm -hmm. but also like thinking that, yo, South City, there's a lot of brown people. Exactly. Um, but how come you still held that idea? Well, for me, being inferior for over once was not fitting in with my people. 
I guess, because um, in terms of like I, I, I in high school, I tried to hang out with like the Filipinos, like the FOBs, you know what I mean? And uh, they I was too American. You know, and like I wanted to speak Tagalog and whatnot and try to assimilate to, you know, like the real Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, they just made me feel kind of like I'm not a part of them. And, you know, and another one was, was this was actually in the basketball court and whatnot. I tried to, you know, play with them when I didn't have that much friends and, you know, in high school and whatnot. But other than that, um, just... I remember being discriminated uh, for, I felt like I'm being discriminated for what I was wearing and for my skin and walking into like 7-Eleven, like always uh-huh. being accused I'm going to steal something, like, bro, I got money. Even though maybe <laughs> I did steal something, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? And and then... Um, That's interesting. Yeah. It's like you're not um accepted in either side yeah, right yeah. like with the s- straight up like filipinos that immigrated here mm-hmm. right you're too american and then in other spaces you're too brown mm-hmm. right you're like uh targeted because of stereotypes associated mm-hmm. with people of color or with other brown folks right mm-hmm. and it's like where is our home yeah. right where 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 do i fit in right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at least it's, from my understanding, it was way bad in the early 90s. The Phil-born Filipinos and the American-born Filipinos, especially out in San Francisco mm-hmm. and Jefferson area. Like, mm-hmm. I was told that there was a lot of gang activity. And it sucks. There's brown-on-brown violence. Yes. Right? Um, that's true. And that's a real thing. Um, I was growing up seeing uh, Pinoy, like, real, like, Real Pinoy Bloods, um, Norteños, uh, even Crips and and like Sorenos in my area, um, out, outer mission area. And one time um, that has something to do with my identity was when um, after Christmas, uh, this was like in eighth grade, I was wearing my new christmas clothes and (laughs) this after coming out watching a movie with my brother i get mugged i get mugged like just a few blocks away from home saying give up your you know your nice jacket you know the fur coats when Mm -hmm. everyone's wearing the jabol jeans you know the sidekick i was flexing all that man (laughs) how old were you i was in eighth grade bro eighth grade baggy pants filas um shouts out to anybody who knows what's up um (laughs) <laughs> but he was a Fi- he was filipino man he i saw his tattoo of three stars one sun and just pointing a gun at my knee saying give me what you got man and i i tried to tell the police but they said um they're gonna help fix it or they're gonna help you know find this guy but that never happened which i mean i was still young presenting a police case at the you know Balboa police department like uh <laughs> i was so young and but i think about it now it's it's street violence and there's a other stem that connects to that in a higher level you know what i mean mm, 
there's like other causes that propagate the street violence yeah. and why folks end up resorting to that. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're studying? That's what you want to look into more? I want to look into that. I do. I want to learn about the prison industrial complex system and mm. the prison school to prison pipeline, which is still evident today, I believe. Um, not just in the San Francisco bubble, but global, man. That's why I am trying to see the struggles with different political governments, especially in the Philippines, and see what am I going to relate with that research here in America. Mm, yeah, like, because I know that we took a class together. Yes, we did. Popal, shout Shouts out. out to Mustafa. Respect listen it. to my podcast, Mustafa. <laughs> Mustafa, yo. Yep. It was mm-hmm. dope. History of Civil Rights. And mm. I know that the culminating project that we had to do was do a research on a social issue, mm-hmm. and you chose y- incarcerated youth. Yes, mass incarceration. Um, more education, not mass incarceration. Mm. And it's interesting to like hear your story of just being exposed to these Filipino studies in skyline Skyline that was your first spot that you were exposed to all this yes um thankfully i uh, was systematically distributed to liza Erpello as my teacher but not under the klc program it was her pop culture class just being more critical on what music i listened to where it came from the different subcultures and the and the media we take in um and that led me into being in pcn with in 2015 with Janice Pigao um and then if I finished all my English requirements with Grace uh with Grace Burns um, Oh you did the 100 110 with her? Yes. Oh. 100 110 with Grace Burns. Beautiful books, um very very strong um political influence and identity influence from her for real for real PCN class with Grace two PCNs with her and Two beautiful classes with Rod, um, Manong Rod, taking his history of the Philippines and mm. sociology and getting to know great counselors. I got the privilege to see Kent Gomez and the privilege to talk to Bo Elinor and Nate Novato. It's cool, man. Like This is D. I just want to pause you real quick because... I want to put into context all these names that you <laughs> shouted out. These are all Filipino, Filipina Americans working mm. at the school as teachers, as counselors, yes. running these classes. Their selfless work is underrepresented, man. Like they need, they need, they everybody needs to know them. Go to Skyline, take these beautiful teachers, man, because it's honestly not for the money. It's about, you know, it's for the development of people, man, and their growth. And they love seeing that in, you know, their students and love seeing students graduate, man. It's like, take them, take these teachers. And it's so important to see these teachers as a Filipino-American youth being able to see Filipino-American teachers Mm. killing the game and teaching us relevant lessons and topics and history Mm. that we can actually relate to. Like, bruh, Mm. we look like the Manongs. We look like the farm workers Mm. that were here in the early 1920s. Like, Mm -hmm. That's us. We are part of American history. One big family, you know what I mean? And learning that is very empowering. Mm -hmm. And 
I fucking love community. I love yeah, Skyline I love college. college. You know, yes. I, I wish I could finish my degree there. <laughs> <laughs> if it was that affordable, if, hell yeah. I, hell yeah. <laughs> if, if I could have UC Skyline College, <laughs> that would be legit, man. One day, one day. One day. I don't see it. It's not that bad of an idea. <laughs> and I can have all these teachers, bruh, all these Filipino American classes too, mm. like having more people in it. That's right. It's been pretty awesome. And it enlightens young minds, fresh minds, and even minds with an older frame. Like mm. always a student, man. And and that and that campus, you can you can just grow, bro. You can just grow. So call one eight hundred Skyline College. <laughs> <laughs> call now. <laughs> call now. Or uh, Cipher and Kababayan, please sponsor us. <laughs> well, technically. I we I could say that this is sponsored by KLC and mm. and Cipher because I got their scholarships like mm. the and that's helped me buy equipment and mm. do all that. I got the Rock the School Bells scholarship mm. and the Kababayan Learning Community scholarships, and it's very powerful to have support even financially mm. from these communities of people who look like us and yes. have similar experiences yes. and point of view as us. Yes. Um, yeah, Cy- the Cypher Learning Community kills it, man. Like it's, it looks dope. Wow, it's it's it. They through hip hip hop is education, man, and that kept honestly like just having people with the same um, hip hop tip because there are hip a lot of hip hop critical minded people here in the Bay Area, man, and mm. having a, a safe space like Rock the School Bells and just awarding people about the education amongst hip-hop lines man that's dope that's beautiful man dude i saw that they just went to new york dude yep. and they had Shouts a out trip to kim davalos uh, man janice was janice, there nate novato nate novato can i join <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's the one thing i regret man was joining was not joining cypher because i was you know just like doing my thing in my own in my lane you know and i took all the classes already that was the only thing but i'm gonna come back (laughs) i'm gonna come back can i audit all the class real quick yes 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 and their lessons look dope um Mm -hmm. i know janice was teaching asada shakur's book oh wow and a whole in even history of malcolm x and Mm. in the english classes Mm -hmm. like for transfer credit that's something that they really institutionally fought for Mm -hmm. and it's very important to have these folks mm. and i know that you're on that path i know you said you want to be a i want to be a teacher do you know a, a specific grade specific grade i would like whatever you know god or i don't know allah i don't want to offend the viewers out here but you know any you know god blesses me with either you know eighth graders and whatnot that's cool but I really want to be a college professor and also be a college professor in uh, community colleges mm. and also in prison systems and juvenile systems. So a teacher would be would be dope. How did your interest in being active with incarcerated youth, how come this is such a, you said you want to be a teacher in prison? Personally, um, I seen things firsthand in actually my life with uh, when I was in eighth not even eighth grade when I was in high school especially within my household um, um, my 
my older brother uh, would share his story and I would see his story from when it was bad with the cops mm. and seeing how he is now a uh, beautiful transformation my brother is uh highly uh he's he's a good man like honestly he's a family man now um working you know two jobs holding it down for his family he's one year older than me but he got taken away so many times and it was unfair with the dialogue my mother would feel seeing her son in prison and only having like you know uh not, not having complications on trying to see her son mm. through the phone and mm. the pay you have to pay to even talk to your son and these uh bail systems are really unfair for a small crime for tagging you know mm. and um small crime for getting into some crazy stuff with friends you know it's uh it it, it i would say it's unfair um but that really affected me because he got taken away during times where families are supposed to be together. Like mm -hmm. he got taken away during Christmas. He got taken away before his baby shower. And like I could feel how my mom's pain was feeling because it was, it was just like, dang, like there has to be more. I have to fight for this type of thing, man. And taking Mustafa's civil rights class really uh influenced me that there can be research in it and i can make a difference you know and i talked to a lot of youngins um in my barbershop in my garage and a lot of them are i'm not gonna say at risk youth but at risk youth but promise youth you know what i'm saying um they have potential they have mm. a potential to be a leader you mm. know they have a potential to do good things and um, that's what you just need to see in people who are from underfunded or underprivileged communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There has to be more structure around them in order to maximize their potential. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like, to really encourage them. Yes. And instead of like always labeling them as at-risk youth mm -hmm. or troubled youth mm -hmm. and like it's almost like ingraining into their minds like yeah, yeah I'm oh, fuck it I'm at risk whatever and names maybe, have uh, names are powerful. It's almost like a self-fulfilling mm -hmm. prophecy. Mm -hmm. Like That's telling right. you that uh, you're dumb or you're stupid or like mm -hmm. uh, comparing you to other people who are succeeding mm -hmm. makes, at least for me, it made me like, fuck that, fuck school, right? When that comparison is always there, mm -hmm. instead of really taking it case by case and seeing the individuality and uniqueness and potential mm -hmm. of each person and then finding ways to cultivate their growth, That's right. right? Instead That's right. of just fucking labeling and tossing them to the side mm -hmm. at the profit of other people exactly. have uh, hella uh, private prisons right that private they profit prisons, yeah. dude and i just learned about the the call centers in prisons mm. and they they can pay these people cents on the dollar mm. just to work just because they're in prison yeah. right that's the 13th amendment Whereas like in like slavery is not allowed except in the cases of um, incarcerated people, mm. so it's like these legal loopholes, legal loopholes, in order to use human capital for the 
benefit of, of others, others other humans like the one percent other yeah. people who control these things yes and it's almost super daunting just imagining or trying to comprehend the systems at play right. or all the people involved that try to keep the status quo mm-hmm. but then i mm-hmm. guess it's also beautiful to see all the people involved trying to dismantle it yes right, right. the books the new books. jim crow michelle alexander mm. all the documentaries that's right i only know half of these because of the documentaries yes. some that we watched in class yes right shout out to the cool teachers that play the actual documentaries yes. and these um counter narratives yes. in class yes. And that's the beauty of ethnic studies, man. Mm. Um, that's the beauty of having um, the the dialogue and the conversations of race and not being colorblind and how we can be more of an alliance and for each other, for each other, you know. And that's the beauty of ethnic studies, man, honestly, um, creating that beautiful uh, uh dialogue through through social media through creating that dialogue and making um make it reforming through an action or revolution with movements and like like i love you know learning math i love learning science those those play a big part too but keeping up the conversation of history and ethnic studies has a big part on having you know, a, a society that's empathetic and mm. just and, you know, uh, a better understanding on how to live, you know, with uh, balance and equality. You know what I mean? You know, I remember when we were driving one time mm. and you were telling me, it stuck in my head when you said, yo, to me, ethnic studies is life or death. Mm. I remember you telling yeah. me that. I was like, dog, you take this shit seriously. <coughs> you take this too hard. You take this past this just like academia or studying. And I think it's awesome that you get to connect with folks when you are a barber mm. and you hear their stories because those are the people running around. Yeah, those are the people living life and being affected that's right. by whatever system structure that's around us. There's always oppression. Not even, I mean... There's oppression in terms of like being white. I talked to a white I talked to a white person and I cut his hair and you know it's uh there he's going through something too, you know, and um I talked to Latino people, Asian people, black people, and it's just to hear to have them trust me with their stories, um, and just getting a lens on how to build empathy is selfless love and that's what ethnic studies is about is to learning and to teach people how to love in a through academically too and mm-hmm. an academical lens and also a lens to just build solidarity man mm. to build love and just to connect but what i'm trying to say is that um i i, I just feel like uh the whole the whole thing, like, uh, I forgot what I was saying, but honestly, <laughs> this is a great conversation. I'm, just, I'm, just I'm deep. It's like, it's, it's kind of like, 
this is deep into <laughs> ethnic studies or even I like the combination that you're going in the sense that, yeah, ethnic studies is important, but also understanding that even white people, they do have their struggles, mm. right? And it's not to say that ethnic studies is alienating them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's the that's the bad side of looking at ethnic studies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like that's not a good critique of it because at least the good side of ethnic studies is not trying to um, like push down on white people. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to put, shed light on the inequities mm-hmm. that are abound around us, mm-hmm. right? Or that have been historically in place. Historically right? in place. And... I think it's the bad approach is to diss on the white folks because yes. like that's not really gonna uh, like get you anywhere in my opinion. Like the yeah. push down, like yeah. trying to take away respect or always blanket, um, kind of describing oh white people are this, white people are that. That's also mm. somewhat going down a path that is not healthy mm. in the bigger picture sense mm. right we're trying to point out the inequities the problems that are mm-hmm. there in order for us to address it without causing more division yes right and it's demographically speaking i feel like white people in san francisco are honestly like they acknowledge you know they're white alliances you know they mm. acknowledge the history that has been pl- in place you know and i don't know what's i could i don't know how it is in the south you know, I don't know how it is, you know, in those swing states, you know what I mean? But yeah, that's the only thing. It's we're in a bubble. <laughs> Dog, I, I just care about the food that's on the plate, man. Bro, <laughs> you cut my hair. You cut my hair the day we found out Trump won. Yeah. Remember that? That's right. I think that was the last <laughs> recording. We were like, wait a minute. This is not. Dude, remember that November, bro? That's the recording. That's online, actually. Yeah. It's like us finding out, like, what? What's going on? Was this that, a joke, right? Yo, it kind of made me realize we're in a bubble. We're in a bubble, baby. California is a bubble. It's a bubble that I'm happy to be in, but also a bubble that we have to be aware of in order to understand the bigger picture and understand people who are outside of it. If we really want to make progress, That's if right. we really want to touch the hearts of people who kind of look at mm. us in a negative way, there has to be a way to break down their shields in order to build a real human connection right. to see the larger picture that we're all fucking human beings at the end of the day. And these divisions that are built up is not benefiting people. Mm-hmm. It's not like, even if we are, so I've seen, the sad part is, I'm not going to say names, but... The sad part is I've seen deep ethnic studies people or politically correct people in a way build up more divisions through their own antagonistic approach to people who do not share their opinions. Mm. They're very antagonistic or hateful about, oh, white people this, or, oh, the Republicans, conservatives, Mm. like all these labeling of people and grouping just so they can be the one who's right or the morally superior one so much it's not useful it's not beneficial this um wow i feel like uh should be a live stream because there's so i want to hear what other people have to (laughs) say i feel you i feel you that's that was good though i mean everyone has their opinion and everyone has their facts they come up with but i believe also too it's just the money that plays into the system man like Mm. who has the money and like all just learning about, you know, 
lobbyists and super PACs and um, what they can do to the, you know, voting rights and votes and whatnot. And, ah, man, it's just a... What, what, what struck what's a, me <laughs> before, what struck me before when I was kind of getting into politics, left, right, and all that stuff, mm. was it being point out, pointed out that there is a bipartisan, poli- uh, bipartisan foreign policy which keeps the same power structure specifically of military in place, whether it's Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. And then seeing, hey, that's true. The arm of America in terms of all its bases, all its military power all over the world does not really change from Democrat to Republican. It's still the same. It's still the same. So all these internal fights of like, oh, Repu- fuck you, Democrat, fuck you, Republican. Sim- there's a lot of people who still stay in power no matter what side wins. Like you were just talking about the, these super PACs or these lobbyists. Some of them fund both sides of the House. Yeah. Some of them fund both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah just to push their agenda because at the end of the day money talks money talks and i don't know i believe that when we go through the primaries you know it it, it you they they pick somebody that's either you know too right or too left i mean and i guess we kind of shun out the people who are in the middle you know mm, what i mean mm. Uh, because mm. Donald Trump was too, 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 too far, uh, too, too far on his side, too far right. <laughs> he's not even right. He's on Donald Trump's side. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, but that's why uh, we have people in power and reaching up that ladder on making you know our votes the way we vote the way we uh take our politics and to try to reform that shit make something good to please everybody but it's gonna take some time but it's cool it takes some time we just have to learn and to really just dig deep in the crates of of this crap that we of have of history life. in order history. to understand <laughs> it's not crap sorry y'all. i think <laughs> no i'm not trying to correct you but i'm just adding on maybe it's like reaching into the history in order to understand what happened but so that we can reach into our own creativity mm. to spark up new ideas of change mm. new ways of living and communicating with one another right. new ways that are not embroiled and ingrained in these old patterns of the dinosaurs these reptilians who have been running the government and conditioning us to be separated all the damn time Mm -hmm. with media Mm -hmm. that's what you said in your rap verse right be aware of social media and what they feed you yeah Mm -hmm. because this shit is real though this instagram swiping (laughs) this this like facebook watching videos la 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 this is programming this is a new tv we are being conditioned y'all I realized <laughs> I was saying one time I was like, "Oh, I don't watch TV that much anymore." But I've been on my phone. Mm. We're on our phones now on hours on end just like watching and watching. Yeah. And um to those who are not like on the info on how to 
get good news mm. and are oh, just okay, tell us. Uh, on the lens on just seeing articles on Facebook, not looking at the author, not crediting, you know, the website. Like, it's hard to find quality, honest news, man, because some you're either being too liberal or you're being too conservative. That's why it's just honestly... That's why there has to, education is the key because education teaches you what to read and, mm. you know, teaches you uh, who to trust, you know. I'm not going to shout a few names. I know you all have your, you know, your, your ideas, your, your ideas yeah. but. But here, here's a good example. We need more information literacy because, bruh, after the Warriors won, Everybody was posting that article of, oh, they unanimously said no to visit the White House. And everybody was like, yay, Warriors, look, they said they're not going to the White House. Post, 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 shared. The day after, it's like, oops, it's not true news. It was like a fake article. Like, it was, they never said that, right? And then people are like, oops, <laughs> sorry. But, the, but that's a superficial thing, right? It's a sports team saying no, but people a lot what i've noticed just shared by the headline share 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 because maybe they're conditioned to get the positive response from a like from something that they feel are going to get the responses of other people for positive validation and it's just a headline people just read headlines now mm. and not sift through the story and it's just yeah. share look what i found i'm a this, victim that. of that like I'm I a tend victim to, too. Yeah, I tend to just, you know, like share the post without even reading it and just think, I'm going to read it later because, yeah. you know, it's, it's cool. But yeah. honestly, thank you for that because it reminds me, it reminds me to stay critical and also share my thoughts. Don't be afraid to share what you feel, you know, mm, mm, and uh, mm. to read, to honestly read so you could get the best outcome, you know, out of uh, the article. You know what I mean? Mm. So, to read. Having dialogues. Funny. Yeah with people about things and yeah. like not getting caught up in specific sides yeah. or not getting so self-identified yeah. with a group that you're just spouting out talking points mm. that have been brainwashed into you <laughs> like oh okay brainwashed is too strong over it but have been like fed through rep yeah. repetition repetition whatever you feed the mind will come out the mouth so you mm. have to feed you gotta feed the mind, um, you know, with peace. You gotta have peace. That's what you gotta read, man. You gotta read. But you gotta read. Thank, thank you for uh, letting me know how to, to just to keep up with my summer reading. Cause I know life, I have when to life do, hits I have you, to do summer reading. Because <laughs> when life hits you, you don't fucking read. <laughs> you gotta oh pay my the bills. God, you gotta go to DMV. You gotta take care of the kids. You gotta do your fucking <laughs> classwork. <laughs> Dog, I read more books out of college than I did in college because there were all these readings and yeah. additional homework, Not stuff like that. But mm. I read more actual from front to back books mm -hmm. before college. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. Whatever. I mean, I still read some good books in college. But a lot of times it's like sections mm -hmm. that you read or this article, that article, this study and that like thing written by whatever mm. person yeah. but books are very important i've yeah, grown a lot through some books and re through reading working through some like this one jose rizal book that mm. i think i picked up it was called uh the great malayan mm. and then it just was about jose rizal 
And then that's the book that kind of sparked me to be like, huh, I should volunteer at a community center. Let me that's look beautiful. for a Filipino community center. And it was all just a snowball effect from there. Because you believe. Yeah, there's something about books. About these books and these authors, man. That's why we got to re- write more books, bro. Yeah. And you got to read those relevant to you because I wasn't inspired by To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I was inspired by Jose Rizal knowing his story. This fool was a short motherfucker who, <laughs> who, who traveled the world back when back when you couldn't travel the world yeah. that much as a brown dude in the early in late, late 1800s man we're thinking about oh there's oppression now and all that stuff imagine back in the day yeah, and this guy was trying to pull white girls <laughs> like his girlfriends in germany yeah. <laughs> like he was living it up like and writing about it he was it's telling crazy. the story of Filipinos through fiction, through books, and mm-hmm. trying to point out the injustices that are that were going on and that are still going on right mm-hmm. now. And that inspired a whole bunch of revolutionaries. That inspired that's beautiful. The Philippine Revolution. It inspires right? you today. It's 2017 right now. Mm, well, yeah. when, when did he pass when did Rizal pass away? It was like uh, <laughs> 18 something. 18 something. Yeah. I forget. Because the revolution was 1898, right? Mm-hmm. So somewhere around that time. I forget the dates. Um, His life but, still invokes people today yeah i think that chain reaction should just live on forever man yeah that's why we need more of those stories forever bro (laughs) yo man i'm connected with him bro like for real i call on his energy and i feel the no leave me tongue here touch me not bro because i feel i feel the andres bonifacio also bro let me th- spark some sage, man. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's not a joke, bro. It's not a joke. Honestly. We're, that's the roots, bro. That's what the movies depict us as. Ethnic uh. studies majors are potheads, man. Like, I'm talking about the revolution, man. Smoke some weed. <laughs> but fuck, what the fuck? <laughs> I know a lot of... <laughs> but I know a lot of ethnic studies potheads, though. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I also know a lot of fucking international relations potheads. I know a lot of chem major potheads. I know a lot of lawyer potheads. Some lawyers that I know that don't even want to say, though, that they smoke. Because they're scared of the repercussions. But they do. Shit. But I don't even smoke now, but I'm one of the highest supporters of legalization of marijuana. But I don't smoke anymore because I got too high in 2013. <laughs> you reached that point where I should stop now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, a few years off, 2012, 2013, uh, that was enough for me. <laughs> I think I, uh, I made up for it, so... Uh, I'll go by a few more years. <laughs> you did like five years of smoking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put, I put ten, as many 20. years. Yeah, I think uh, at least ten, at least ten into that shit. Uh, uh, morning till night. Uh, I think I should not do it anymore. <laughs> nah, but for real though, man. Um, we're too afraid to talk about marijuana and the goodness coming out of it because it's just been so stigmatized for so long, man. Nah. Stigmatized for so long. And because, you know, it's so hard to change people's minds, especially when they're 
am like so set in it mm-hmm. and have been told over and over and over again that it's bad yeah. and that they maybe had bad experiences yeah. with their friends that's very that's mm-hmm. a big important one like maybe they had family that yeah, went into right. harder drugs and just right. did it worse and so they're just like fuck that yeah. so it is understandable because i have family members that uh really look at it negatively because mm-hmm. they've had other family members that, who just mm-hmm. went down a bad path that trauma right? with family that ptsd that had to do with marijuana probably made them like no mm. stop you know mm. what i mean mm. but so it's understandable it's just yeah. frustrating yeah. right especially when it comes into legislation that controls yeah. our actions our own free will right. and our own um self-determination to do what we want with our bodies mm-hmm. and that's being restricted because of other people's decisions that's where i kind of like eh, right. I, I don't want you to control me that's right? right that's where that's where i'm on the right side of the argument in terms of government control mm-hmm. and, and it just makes me think like yeah It's interesting that I share point of view with both right and left, quote unquote, right, mm-hmm. left, conservative, progressive, Republican, mm-hmm. Democrat sides. That's why it's so unwise or it's so like limiting to define yourself to one side because we're humans and the other side sometimes has good points, yeah. right? That we can vibe with. Mm-hmm. But if we like just identify so much with one side, you ain't going to have that conversation. That's right. And we need more conversations across political lines, across racial lines, yeah. right? Across economic lines, mm-hmm. instead of like having our teams, yeah. right? But my team is Skyline College, baby! <laughs> Skyline College, man. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. My team is, uh, I'm starting a new religion, I've been t- telling people. <laughs> What religion are you doing? Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's taken already, bro. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Filipinianity, uh, maybe that, maybe that. Ethnicianity, ethnicianity. <laughs> no, uh, religion. Religion is a big one. Are you religious? Divides people. I used to be very religious. I say I'm still religious. I uh, being I believe I'm being protected every day by a good spirit. Um, you know, avoiding me getting ran over it or you know something like that. <laughs> But I do pray in my mind. I just pray. You know, I just pray for safety. I pray for other people. I pray for uh, when things are tough um, and I don't know what to do. Um, I pray to for for some spiritual connection to lead me into something that's unselfish. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but um, the topics in this world with religion just has a way to divide people. Mm. Like like i love like why can't it be like i love you islam i love you christianity i love you buddha i love you but it's more so like i hate you the rhetoric is like i don't like it because you're killing people you know you're killing others and life is a very big topic to the human race man and honestly uh people are dying because of religion and but i believe that uh you shouldn't You shouldn't, in terms of uh, what's going on with religion, like Islam, um, you can't stereotype a whole group, you know. You can't stereotype a whole group of people, especially on the religion, man. It's uh, it's the tough, it's a, it's a tough uh, rhetoric. Yeah, know? it's very div- divisive. Yeah. And 
like the extreme sides of both is that it causes it causes extremism and hate mm. on both sides yeah. right the, i was just reading i was telling you about i don't know the specifics but a muslim woman in i think virginia or yeah. that but someone that looked young around our age yeah. she was just killed um by two <clears throat> guys with a bat and uh, that's that's just crazy like to think because of your uh, appearance, uh, wearing a hijab, hijab uh, any covering, you're just categorized and yeah. hate is just attributed onto you. Mm-hmm. And that's not a world worth like existing in Ugh. like, or, or it's not worth, but it's something that should be changed. Yeah. Like the self-determination of people to be able to decide what they want to do themselves Mm -hmm. without the fear of negative repercussions as long as it's not hurting them hurting Mm -hmm. others also it should be chill Mm. but i personally don't really know um the best way to like fix Mm -hmm. alleviate the issues um i just know acceptance at the end of the day but there's just so much negative going on right yeah um the extremism right yeah. all the things going on in london yeah like it's not some, fair it's almost like every week we knew hear something new yeah like going down and yeah. it's debilitating it's like they're not talking about that individual person they're talking about the whole people the whole person mm-hmm. whole the mm-hmm. whole group that's affiliated mm-hmm. with that you know i guess person you know what i mean i can't really explain it bro but it like attributes um negative qualities of a singular person or group or to the larger group to everyone yeah right for example if you're just an asshole i'll think all filipinos are assholes exactly right it's just attribute or all people who wear fancy shirts and a pin like that it's just that attribution because it's it makes us it makes it easier for us in our heads to hold that idea and then categorize everybody exactly because it's harder it takes more brain power to hold competing ideas yeah. and to understand that everybody is multifaceted mm-hmm. it's just easier to be like oh he's he's brown he's a thug or oh he's white he's racist yeah oh he's rich he's a capitalist pig yeah right that like is or oh he's uh left he's a Mm. communist and they want to take away everything just these quick Mm. analyses of everybody just makes us is divisive it's not rooted in empathy yeah right what you're saying and it's i don't know it's it's it's, true it's so fucking draining even just talking about it right now it's just so draining to the soul man yeah it's much yeah it's like a way of thinking that is ingrained in our culture yeah. and in the way that we are raised mm-hmm. and in the systems around us, like yeah. through school, even work, right? It's so separating. That's right. But we, hope, mm, oh, we oh, grew oh. up in an era where uh, the the trauma with, with 9-11 just rooted in you know our society, the post-9-11 babies and where mm-hmm. their demographics are from. Like... It's just targeting the wrong people, man. And a lot of these uh, families that are Muslim, you know, that wear hijabs, man, like that are refugees, you know, not all of them are here to kill people. They're actually here to, you know, 
to live and mm-hmm. have their kids go to school so they could you know work to work and live a better life you know and um i think uh in this day and age it's uh it's i'm glad that we're working on progressive radical move not radical movements but movements to uh understand and movements to change it change it mm-hmm. you know like straight up straight up like they work like like peace and solidarity to anybody who's muslim man or middle eastern man like thank y'all for what y'all do and to make our world more cultural you know more 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 uh beautiful you know so i really think that experiences and going to other places will be very beneficial and just like our understanding yeah. of even the world. Mm-hmm. And I want to transition and ask you a few things because yeah, we are about to go to the Philippines mm. in a few weeks uh, for a community trip. Right? Yes. And yes. this will be your first time this will be to my the Philippines? first time in the Ooh, Philippines, y'all. Back home. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Can you give me some of your thoughts of... My thoughts going back home is... Uh, Honestly, trying to relate to um, my grandma and how she lived before, mm. you know, uh, she, she's a long time ago before I got into uh, all this Filipino niche. Uh, she told me, you won't be Filipino. You don't know how to live like a Filipino. You don't clean, you know, you're not ready to farm. You're not ready to farm and all that. Uh, I'm not saying all Filipinos should farm and whatnot to understand that they're Filipino, but um, I want to have that identity connection with uh, my lineage. And my grandma is a big part of cultural identity and wealth, cultural wealth, like in terms of the, uh, the, 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 you know, where I'm from in the Philippines. But also another thought is to honestly see the economical and educational disparities and also the agricultural disparities uh, that these communities were put in place, you know, because of, you know, the system that they're living in. It's not fair that they have to be evacuated because of airstrikes and it's not fair that, you know, they have to honestly uh like learn how to just work rather than being you know learning how to be you know educated i know they're learning how to be educated but it's uh, it's a lot of roadblocks uh, a lot of roadblocks underfunded and who's keeping the money if it's being underfunded who's who's protecting that from these people who need it the most you know what i mean and it's uh it's something that i am passionate about but also, I'm also, my thoughts are uh, to have a cultural experience in terms of the uh, Filipino identity, like elements, like uh, to learn how it feels to, what it means, but by Nihan, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? And yes, and what does the Filipino myth, 
mythology have to do in plays too mm. with how they live and learn and their morals like you know the capres and all that stuff you know mm. and uh what it means to what does family really mean and um i think uh i want to have that blessing to uh, experience that beautiful struggle with them mm. that'll be dope I'm excited. I'm excited (laughs) for you to just to see your experience too as your first time time. in the Philippines. That'll be a trip. That's definitely like something to be like excited about. And I and I know that there's a lot of pull for a lot of Filipino Americans to go back Mm. home and just like be there in the country and meet folks there. And I think it can be very powerful. It was even very powerful for me. I know that the first one, even if I was born there. It was very powerful just like being out even in the rural areas, the communities where people do rely on each other for support When, because at the end of the day, when things are rough, you're all collectively struggling, right? And there at those times, you realize, yo, we do need each other. What strikes you? What makes you want to go back, man, and just keep doing this every summer, bro? Like how long have you been doing this for now? Uh, this is my the third year back. This is your third uh, round three, bro. <laughs> round three for you. What? what? See that but, that that drive you have to organize this, even if it's uh, I feel like it's impossible at this point. But you're making it possible for for folks to go, yeah. bro. We uh, it's because I also want to see the growth in other folks like you, right, Dessa, uh, Jeremiah. Shout out to Are You Carrie Page? Send us home. Um, but. <laughs> I really had the goal last year, like, yo, I want to bring more Daily City folks Mm. to the Philippines on these community trips, right? Um, Not just tourism. Um, The nice places are nice. Like, the tourist areas are nice, and it's something to be grateful that the Philippines has. But there's something that struck me when I went on the first community trip to these rural areas. Like, this is another side of the Philippines that I never saw growing even growing up there and i got a lot of positives out of it in terms of like life like just the life that people have the even if they're struggling the the smiles that some of them have and the realities of their conditions it made me very grateful for the privileges that i have in life like look at this recording studio fucking privileged right to be able to afford this and be in a garage Hmm. right and other people do not have that because they were just born into their situation. A lot of these kids are just born into poverty. Mm. While I was very blessed to be born middle class. Mm. I had no choice. A lot of this, even if I've done quote-unquote work in life, go, like a lot of this... A lot of this is not through my own doing, right? Mm. This house is not through my own doing. It's my mama, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been blessed to be under certain parents, Mm. right? That have been able to be good parents to me, Mm -hmm. right? But there are other parents out there who are good parents but are struggling because the opportunities are just not there for them. So on some level, these are just small steps, all right, Mm. in my opinion. Um, 
us going there, doing these trips, these are small in the bigger picture, but I think as part of the bigger picture, if we take the experiences mm. and let it spark more work, more work and let it be an impetus for direct action mm -hmm. that we can all participate in and bring in more people because mm -hmm. more people want to help, more people want to be involved. We're just kind of separated so mm. much by our lives, our responsibilities, mm. the things around us. But at our core, I think we all want to be part of progress mm -hmm. and positivity. So that's one of my goals to just uh, encourage other folks to be part of it and find ways that we can all support. Mm. And that's why I, I, I want to go back. And because I want to visit yeah, respect, Salupungan. Respect. Because ever since the, the first trip, the first year, I've been wanted to go specifically visit Salupungan mm -hmm. and these Lumad indigenous schools. Hey, stop. No, no. Sexy, come back. Sexy. Come back, come back. Come back to your bed. No. <laughs> Could you Chris this and friends, doggy? Hey, sexy. <laughs> hey, come here. Go to your bed. Good girl. Oh, lie down. Lie down. Yeah. yeah. Discipline break, baby. Good job. So, if anybody wants to come up in here to the Good Vibes Garage, we got Good Vibes Garage. A guard dog. Yes. <laughs> if you want to give me mail, we got a guard dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel bad for our mailman sometimes because even with a slight clink of the <laughs> mailbox, you go. Rah, rah. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, yeah, I want to visit Salupungan, who we are trying to really finalize our schedule with mm. in Mindanao because they've been doing good work setting up indigenous schools for a long time, mm. man. And um, the last two years, I haven't been able to go just because logistics mm. and different groups had to go there. We had to go somewhere else. So that's one of the big drives for me to visit specifically mm. Salupungan. Um, and yeah, I just want to see the growth in other folks too. And I'm very excited for you. Salupungan um, and Piset. And Piset. Yeah, Piset, yeah. I was able to meet with them last year. They're yeah. going to be doing our Luzon trip. Who else and is going to the Philippines? So there's other groups yeah. going also. Uh, LFS, League of mm. Filipino Students, they're doing their Balik Sambayanan, I think. Uh, I forget the actual mm. word. Um, they're doing their expo trip. They're doing mm. it around Luzon, also going to different areas. And I know a whole bunch of different groups do their own trips. Mm. So we're just one yeah. out of many. We're one of a bigger picture. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Um, and and uh, a lot of the rhetoric, though, on Facebook in terms of uh, safety and martial law, can you explain to the older folks mm. on how safe it is in Mindanao? So Mindanao has always had a history of conflict because of specific groups trying to fight for self-determination. Mm. And there's different groups. There's the ND movement. Mm. There's what, what uh, ND is National for? Democratic Radic. Front Movement. They are historically part or affiliated with the Communist Party of the Philippines and the New People's Army. And then they are backed by the uh, book of uh, PSR, which is the Philippine Society and Revolution. And they are... Are these rebel groups? So the, are they organized? They are groups? organized in a sense that um, they have a communist ideology, um, but I think it's changed or more... Has it been I'm radical? Not, it's more radical in that sense, but they um, 
are recognized by the United Nations ah. as a quote-unquote belligerent group, belligerent where group. they have certain, um, where there, where peace talks are supported, where they have a legitimate, legitimate group that is organizing for peace talks with another legitimate group, which is in this case the uh, Philippine government. And mm. so right now there are peace talks going on in norway or sweden i forget mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that have been going on since like the 80s if i remember right um, where did you get this information from because a lot of the people who try to talk down on this trip say that the, they relate their news through gma uh, tv patrol mm -hmm. gma pa tv patrol tv like where do you get your good source of news from You've got to read. Mine is mixed. I don't, okay. I even question the other news sources that I get mine. I always question. I'm Mr. Questioner. I'm Mr. <laughs> Contrarian. Um, but I try to read both sides. Mm. Um, and this is just my understanding in the least biased way that I can. I know mm. we all hold bias in our heads, but I'm just trying to present my understanding of the political organizations that are taking certain mm. actions mm. Um, in the Philippines. And so historically, um, there there's that history on that side yeah. but that's only one side yes. to take into account one. in the philippines there's actually in mindanao also there's a lot of other military paramilitary groups, paramilitary um, groups. there are the moro groups which is um i think they do consider themselves an ethnically um specific group in the philippines where they were actually killed uh, a lot of them in during the philippine american war mm. uh, but they consider themselves a specific group and they're trying to fight for um political self-determination as well mm. but then that's where there's a lot of splinter groups mm. where there's the what are commonly referred to as uh, terrorist groups the abu sayyaf mm. and the um malta group now which is the one that has recently attacked marawi city so so for example the nd movement that um, the Communist Party of the Philippines, they're actually against the terrorist groups mm. um, of like MILF or Maute. Um, I mean, not MILF, the Abu Sayyaf and the Maute. And so that... They're in relations with ISIS, right? That's what a lot of people are saying. That's what they're saying, but I'm not there. exactly sure, you know, right? I haven't um, confirmed my sources because I don't really know. Um, and that's what's online. And that's um, what's happening only in Marawi. In that yes, in Marawi and in certain areas, right? What I will say is that there are certain other areas that have been deemed safe. Like, for example, even friends of my mom have been saying, oh, Davao is safe um, to go to, which is the mm. main city that we're going to fly into. Mm. And there are other areas that are safe. What I can say and attest to, at least in terms of our specific trip, is that we link up with the specific organizations there that mm. have a knowledge of the area mm. and what's going on in order for us to lend our trust. And we believe that they will prioritize our safety and security. Right? They won't allow us to go to areas where they feel are unsafe mm. right? or that will put us at risk. Mm. Um, and 
those are the people you have to kind of trust mm. because they're the ones and that on the ground in the Philippines. That organization yeah. is Salugbungan and PSET. Yes. So PSET is our Luzon partner organization in the north region. And then when we go to Mindanao, our partner organization is Salupungan. So where in Davao will we be? We'll fly in into the indigenous Davao. Community. Uh, we'll fly into Davao and I believe... So the thing is, Salupungan has multiple schools mm-hmm. in different locations. Okay. So we're still waiting on the final itinerary uh, based on which one they would want us to visit mm-hmm. in terms of need and safety. So that's still on the docket, but it's close there. One of it is Davao del Norte mm. is the region, Talaingod, where there is one school. But I know that they have different locations. Okay. So I can't, I'm not 100% sure yet until the date gets closer. Mm. Because also what I noticed in Philippine organizing is a lot of things can change based on what's currently going on. Mm. Um, And the pace of life is really different once you get there Mm. because a lot is restricted by traveling, Mm. right? We have to travel to different locations and even those traveling by even by bus or van takes hours Mm. and we'll have to really do it um, responsively, right, in terms of what's going on and all. Mm. So I have another question. Well, yes. You, you say the word self-determination. How important is that in Filipino, in the Philippine struggle? Like mm. self-determination, can you explain that? Self-determination. The this fight is for self-determination. From, from my surface level understanding, right, mm. and in general, is the desire for certain groups, especially those that have been there, even say indigenous groups, mm. um, for a long time, for generations, to really decide for themselves what they want to happen in their communities, mm. what they want to happen. Like their barangay? Um, their barangay, even their area, their locality, their region, um, especially even indigenous groups. Because as an example, what I'll say is that there have been different areas in the Philippines uh, or even indigenous groups, It's n- I can't remember off the top of my head, mm. where their land has been taken away, mm. where... Um, the resources in their land has been um, converted to mm. be used for either uh, farming or mining. even mining mm-hmm. or deforestis- deforestation. Mm. And so their local mm. region gets destroyed at the behest or at the decision mm. of a larger system mm. which it, or other officials mm. that do not directly live there. Mm. Um, and so it affects their ability to live fruitful mm. and and good lives to especially for the families property, own to their own their own yeah own their own land decide yeah. what's going to happen on that land group, yeah. and that at the very core is a fundamental aspect of self-determination mm. to decide mm. what we can do with our land here they're the ones working on the yes land. they're the they're ones the farming ones, on the they're land. the ones who's been living there for generations they're the ones feeding us like feeding the rich yes. people in the Philippines yes. to eat. <laughs> and that's the problem. The problem is that the people in power are the ones who decide, who get to decide what mm. happens to those lands because of quote unquote official declarations, yeah. certain laws, certain uh, 
decrees, decrees, unspoken uh, tra- uh, unspoken yeah, even contracts, uns- yeah, you know? even like, unspoken contracts because or even contracts signed, quote unquote, by some tribe officials, but they were coerced into it, whether mm. by force or manipulation, mm. where they don't have the education to understand mm. what's on these contracts, right. and so that is one of the desires of these schools to encourage and empower these communities to have that form of academic or intellectual right. understanding right. in order for their communities not to be marginalized or yeah. like taken advantage of That's right. it's it's a trip that there's so much going on that is not within their control either because the of lack. the lack of mm. of representation yes. the lack of education yes. or the the lack of even empathy and from people, people are in dying power. yeah and so life is important so that is one of the goals for us to see the specific examples yeah. as well in order for us to report on the issues but also collectively find ways to change it That's to right. empower the people living there yeah. and to be in solidarity to yeah. b- use the privileged positions that we are in as Filipino Americans yeah. as folks who are able to go to college mm-hmm. and to go to prestigious institutions yeah. and use that not just for our own benefit right right. i know we have to feed our families i want to make it big for my lola but not just for ourselves but for the bigger community and the country and the roots of what we of where we come from and Mm. why we declare ourselves to be filipino that's right right coming for a circle baby full circle okay but anyway okay okay we gotta close out we gotta, we gotta bounce in like five-ish or so minutes right we gotta bounce but, Isang Baksak, that was for sure bro. yeah it's not bugs up but i want to leave this off i end it uh these sessions with my uh three pieces of advice for your younger self mm. um so if you could do me a favor uh, give me three pieces of advice that you would give to a youth who maybe had considered th- themselves or think themselves to be dumb or um, because they were told that they were dumb or that they're at, at risk. Maybe they're not doing that well in high school and mm. they're questioning, like, oh, what do I do? But kind of likes graph, kind of likes writing. Give me three pieces of advice for that young youth, young Filipino-American. One is to always believe in yourself Mm. two is to live a life you won't be remembered on just mere self-success but in mere uh unselfish success in order for you to live and also bring life to others and also to die by knowing that you've helped a bunch of people to learn how to love to Mm. learn how to to respect and to learn how to be empathetic and three is to always to always trust in your creative self always trust in not just mere academia but whatever your sanctuary is in yourself is to always catalyze that to always practice it and to always um, just express it, you know what I mean? Mm. So creativity, die by respect and love and forgiveness and empathy, unselfish love, unselfish everything. And one is to just believe in yourself, believe in it and believe in others. 
Boom. Yeah. Thank you, Bonafide Abstract, Kevin Lorenzana. Catch him on Instagram at Blessed with Clip Hands. Yes. Um, all proceeds for haircuts are going to the trip. Yes. Yes. Uh, maybe like 10%, 10% will just go to me for, you know, my, my pocket money um, for right now while I'm still here. But other than that, the whole, the rest will go to the Philippines trip. Boom. Thank you very much for coming on, my brother. Hey, it's been a blessing.